no, 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 I regret, I regret what I just did, just so you know. <laughs> Worlds. You know what you don't see either in the abyss or you know, hell? Janitors. They have no fucking janitors there. <gasps> oh god, oh god. <laughs> it's the wacky waving, waving in front of the wall. <laughs> Another episode of Outside the Stat Block. Good morning. I just wanted to make sure everyone was awake this fine, beautiful month. Well, after that day, fucking will be. (laughs) I am. Did you have enough Red Bull today, Chris? No. All right. (laughs) There's that. That's that's that lovely audio medium sound right there. Slurping. Slurping. In case that was too loud and gets edited out, welcome to another episode of Outside the Stat Block. I am Ben. I am Jesse. And I'm Chris. How are we doing today, boys? Uh, I'm doing better than last week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, we actually had to, uh, we're recording on an off day today because I was sick all last week. Yeah, no, I still got it. Sorry if all of my coughing doesn't get edited out. Big (laughs) sniff. Yeah. Yeah, today's a good day, though. Yeah, no. Yeah. Fucking daylight savings time. Ah, extra hour. I didn't even honestly realize when I got in my car and the clock was an hour ahead. I'm like, hmm, I missed something. I know. I didn't adult some point. Yeah. It's nice because we all we all just look at our phones now. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything except like, oh, I I thought I got less sleep, but I'm oddly. Yeah. Like not too tired. That's the only (laughs) thing. And I know that like. I don't know. I I feel like part of it's probably mental because like that extra hour can't mean that much. But every year when it changes, I'm always just like, fuck me, man. I feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is so nice. It is a great day because of that. Everyone got a little bit more sleep. However, it does mark the time when everyone starts talking about Christmas. And as a huge Halloween fan, the Christmas transition is really rough because you have to listen to it. Until, you know, about August when all the Halloween talks start coming around. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Christmas a lot. Um, it just seems like everybody's nicer around the holiday and, uh, like to their fellow man or whatever. Um, but the Christmas music, I worked in, yeah, bro. I worked in a department store when I was younger yep. and it was only for like six months, but it, uh, it killed me like oh, yeah. for Christmas music. I just, I can't do it. I've pretty much <laughs> always hated Christmas music. And then I worked at Walmart for like two years and now it just fills me with homicidal rage. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks because my sister is like a fucking wild for Christmas. She loves it. And like right now, I I would bet money that right now in her home. It's Christmas music. She is playing Christmas oh. music. Oh, man. Oh, no. Yeah. See, now I'm not like, I don't want to be like a Grinch about Christmas. It's just generally overall, it's not my flavor. Like if you want to go out and like have fun with Christmas, go for it. Just that Christmas music, man. I can't do it. Are it's- you guys doing family gatherings this year? Uh, probably. I mean, it hasn't really been uh, too discussed yet. We're, yeah. we're figuring out the logistics. Yeah, we already kind of settled on that, that we're not. We're probably going to do just kind of like a FaceTime thing for yeah. a little bit just to love you guys. Good to see you. That's sad for me. I'm I'm huge on family, and I love my parents and my sister, and I love seeing them. I haven't seen my sister for months like eight months now uh i've seen my mom like a couple times and i usually go down and visit her like once every like six weeks or so and i've seen her i think twice since the pandemic started jesus man that's rough man i'm sorry about that dude yeah thanks you know at least i get to see you guys Yay! Yeah, we're like brothers. You didn't ask for. You're our, <laughs> you're our Christmas, Jesse. Oh wow! You guys make me feel so special. You can sit on including my all of the music that I also didn't ask for. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So happy holidays, everybody. Uh, you guys ready for some tabletop talk? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, what do we so got? 
today I want to talk about uh, dragons because dragons are cool. Dragons are on the title of the book. Yeah. Dragons are everywhere, and it's the main reason why people love Dungeons and Dragons. We haven't really talked about dragons, so I kind of wanted to give like a little overview, like our opinions on them, Thoughts what they generally stuff. are. Yeah. Yeah. Rawr. <laughs> that that right there that is jesse's entire thought process on dragons summed up in one noise uh, jesse also you. in one noise um because your your one noise is like everyone's 12 noises uh, <laughs> okay so in your one noise uh tell us what you know about dragons um i actually uh it's very limited for me i've never actually ran a dragon in um my very limited experience as a dm uh i've only been in one campaign that had a dragon in it and it was a um it was also a newer dm um that uh don't feel like was able to kind of give everything that a dragon can um which is understandable i I can like hats off for him for throwing it in there because they're they seem really hard to run because they're so smart (laughs) you know they've lived for so long and depending on which one you use like they're they're all intelligent so they're gonna fight you in an intelligent way so you got to think about like battle tactics and such um but as far as like mechanically, like I know that ancient dragons have like I don't like special piles of bullshit they can do. <laughs> I know that they have like that uh, aura of miles around them that like I don't know what a blue dragon has like a lightning sword. So yeah, right? so you're oh. talking like environmental effects, right? Yeah, right. So part of their layer. If, if a dragon gets old enough, I think we'll start off. Let's reach up to the pinnacle of what a dragon could be. Yeah. Okay. Right? So generally you have, um, we'll just use the dragons that are in the 5e monster manual. Um, you have two different like classes, essentially, of dragons. You have the chromatic and the metallic. Now, all the chromatic ones are named after colors, red, green, blue. All okay. the metallic ones are named after the metals, gold, silver, copper, etc. Et right. right. Titanium. Titanium is not in that one. Platinum. Oh, aluminum. That's one. You just crinkle it into a little ball and throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the tin ones, they soft as fuck. That's that would be the familiar of a sweat dragon. Oh such a because tight because because tin is very soft. The lead ones can't fly, they just fall. Yeah. Yeah. They're heavy as fuck. Mm -hmm. But they're poison is like anyone immune to poison just goes right through. Yeah. Those fucking lead dragons. Uh but no, those uh Let's so, talk about all the dragons in the monster manual. So Immediately stupid. makes up twelve dragons not in the monster manual. <laughs> how, how, how many other dumb things can we think of that? Have to Is there a limit to that? What are, Chris, no. what are some of the differences between the two different classes, like uh, the two different you know subgenres of dragons? Um, traditionally, uh, if you get real literal about it, the um, the chromatic dragons are pretty much all pricks, and the metallic dragons are generally better they're not nicer but they're better depending like on which one you run into and what type of like yeah what their mood ring says for that day generally speaking like a chromatic dragon will just eat you for existing a metallic dragon will talk you into doing a quest for you for it and then probably eat you once the quest is done (laughs) the really the cool thing that i like about the idea of dragons is that they have like so they describe them as you know this is that what their mechanics are to them this is their stat block this is you know the areas they come from and what blah 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 um and after that, it's kind of like up to the DM how they want to play them, incorporating all that information. So, I mean, you can have um, a dragon that considers humans like pets and wants to keep them around and, and build them up to be strong. Or you can have a dragon that's supposed to be a good dragon. However, as far as it's concerned, we're fucking ants. Yeah. So, I mean, like, oh, we have an ant infestation in my goddamn lair. Like, fuck that. I need some and ants also, off. So, and what, also so of, oh, I was just saying, what you've basically described is, uh, like, a green dragon versus a red dragon. Because green dragons are manipulative, shitty, and racist. And they like to, uh, like, capture and enslave 
the mortal races and just torture them and keep them forever. And red dragons are like, tiny thing, get out of my home. <laughs> I, you said green, but do you mean orange? I am the no, best, uh, the greatest uh, of the dragons. <laughs> what orange dragon is that? I was trying to do Donald Trump. Oh, okay. yeah, that's uh, I picked up on that immediately. Damn, and I, I was like, please don't. No, Ben, nope. what are you doing? I, Stop. I'm glad. I am the biggest of the best dragons. I am very intel. Uh, see, I'm talking too well for him. I'm intellectually intelligent. <laughs> I don't think he knows those words. All right. You get it out. Yeah, I loved I it. It was really good acting. It was great. It um, probably won't make the final cut. I need, a, I need to work on the voice. So a couple of the way, uh, a couple uh, other ways on how these dragons really differ from each other is they all have essentially the same like age categories, like wormling, yeah. juvenile, adult, you know, ancient, ancient. Um, and undead. But they also, depending on what color or what metal they are, it determines what breath weapons they have. So there's a lot of similarities between these dragons. What did I... What? Go ahead. So I was just... I'm gonna... Uh, I won't say any name. I was just thinking of a character that everybody knows that's been in the media a lot lately that is like a dragon and then when you said breath weapon i just pictured like a poisonous cloud of bad breath coming from their rotten fucking mouth <laughs> what what dragon are you thinking of i was making it up in my head oh that's just where oh. my mind went oh so you just had this whole like fairy tale thing happen in your it, head all at once yeah just yeah <laughs> just split second <laughs> uh. took me longer to explain it than what happened in my head <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that fairy tale? Uh, half a second. Oh, okay. That's All not right. bad. Your improv's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, brush your goddamn teeth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the I think it's a dragon. <laughs> it is a dragon. Oh, so dumb. All right, sorry. Uh, uh, for example, like the gold dragon's going to have a fire breath weapon. The red dragon is also going to have a fire breath weapon. Yeah. And they do somewhat, you know, counteract within each other. Mm -hmm. um, but they all have different breath weapons and they all have varying ages. And depending on what stage, you know, a dragon gets to will depend on how, like, useful they will be in your campaign. Yeah. So an adult dragon will have a vast more amount of resources than a wormling. Right. Yeah. Bigger horde, more information. So uh, as you were talking about um, at the beginning part, the like the full strength of a dragon, the you know what a dragon can affect in your game is massive. Uh, and if you're just using the monster manual and nothing else, they have um, ancient dragons have environmental effects throughout the world. Yeah. All right, so depending on where they want to live, and it's generally up to them because they're very territorial. Yeah. Uh, for example, a blue dragon, for miles out from its lair, the entire ground will start developing sinkholes and cracking, and these um, like air elementals full of dust called dust devils just start floating around and roaming the land just because they're there. Yeah, because that's the other thing about dragons that uh, is like quietly known but not always touched upon is that they're not just like these insanely powerful natural beings they exist uh and almost perpetuate just this constant powerful magical flow from them they are just inherently stupidly magical creatures and it's kind of like as far as like making use of dragons i love using dragons i've never run a dragon as a combat encounter i like using them for like story stuff yeah for role play opportunities yeah they were they were fun that's um like the the blue draculich i threw at you guys last sunday yeah yeah i mean he that, definitely would have killed you if you oh were yeah just if we were just like ah attack <laughs> but approaching, Blast. It, approaching it safely you guys were able to navigate it that was a fun encounter that was that was fucking terrifying what were you looking up there jesse I was just reading along as you were describing blue dragons. Oh, yeah. No, they're probably my favorite. Yeah. Do you have a favorite dragon? Uh, I I haven't done enough, like, looking into them to know. I mean, if I were to base it just off of looks alone, judging a book by its cover, I think, I I, I think I'm into the uh, black dragons. Assholes. Um, I love the horns that come out. Like, yeah. yeah. No, that's... I'm uh I'm actually pretty partial to red dragons just because to me like they are 
in my head as far as I've always imagined like the red dragon is like the archetypal dragon mm-hmm. just like they're literally Godzilla just they're- like I am the biggest bitch this is mine that's mine that's mine fuck you you're on my turf you know how I know cause it's all my turf motherfucker <laughs> they're also like uh Kind of like the red dragon was the so the lore in the world like our world of the of dragons being you know woven within history of like medieval times and shit. The red dragon was kind of where it's at. You know what I mean? Um, just the fire breath and evil. It's a power color. Yeah. So yeah. they just associated the you know the power that is the color red attached to the you know, most badass thing in the realm that just bullies everything else around it. Yeah. Um, black dragons are really cool. They're very smart. They're very conniving. Uh, I guess they would be like, if you were to put a devil's mind inside of a dragon, Yeah, that's what you get. They are like the but master not, schemers. But take away the lawful part, I guess. Yeah. If you were going by the alignment. <laughs> Uh, no, they are super cool. You should read it. No, I uh, I definitely will, but I just got a really good idea, you guys, that uh, I think we can add some flavor to this and have a little bit of fun with it. Let's create a dragon. You want to make a like, dragon. paper mache? No, yes. <laughs> I guess that'll be great for audio medium. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't love paper folding ASMR? <laughs> you guys should really see this. It looks cool. Too bad. <laughs> We could take a picture. We won't, though. I'm starting a paper mache company soon. That's so stupid. I love it. I want anyway. to start a paper mache company. So Just need inventory. We come up with a color, uh, whether it's uh, metallic or the yeah, other. Chromatic. Kind of Chromatic colors. <laughs> metals and colors, Jesse. Jesse, just say metals and colors. So uh, we'll come up with that, and we'll think of like a breath weapon and some other stuff that can flavor it well. So uh, let's start with you, Chris. Uh, I haven't heard from you in a second. Uh, All right. What color or... I say, are we using pre-established colors or can I make one up? Oh, make this shit can, up. This can, is can all I, from the brain library, I, uh, baby. Oh, what? Can, can I add one thing? Yeah. Absolutely. Can, so have you ever played like a game where you like make a sentence with someone, someone says something. Oh, and yeah. Says another thing. Yes. So we'll start off with the basics, right? So the first, Chris, will start with you, and you can just choose uh, chromatic or metallic, and then the other person has to come up with either the color or the metal, and then we just slowly add and build these things, and eventually it'll get into like more details, like when yeah. we're adding things to them. But yeah, I think that's all right. A, I think that's all a right. good idea. Cool, cool, cool. Are we saying one word? It doesn't have to be one word, right? Just one. Oh, it's like it's one, one addition. One idea. One, one idea about this dragon. Okay. Right. Okay, but no, I really have a color I want to pick. So Ben, you go first. Okay. Okay. So uh, we'll go. Clockwise. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll do chromatic. Purple. Ancient. Medium sized. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. You read my mind, baby. Uh, magical breath weapon. Mm. Additional fart weapon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're giving him too much power. Yeah. The, nope. No, no. Hold on. This is just a physical trait. Huge arms, muscular, veiny, vascular, tiny to beady little back legs. <laughs> so it's like a fucking bulldog? It's chicken leg, baby. No, bulldogs have way more muscle than this dragon. This dragon did not know that leg day existed. Has, has telepathy, has telepathy, only knows gnomish. <laughs> Like at all, like that's the only language. That's the only language this dragon knows, and it has telepathy, but it only knows gnome. Only knows gnomish. Okay, so this dragon, this dragon wasn't naturally created. Then this was this was a science experiment gone wrong. <laughs> we are making this dragon together, Chris. You take full responsibility with us. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. that's it. That's your thing. Yeah. That, it, okay. Like, this was this was an artificially oh, history. Nice. Yeah. yeah. This was an artificially created dragon. So as uh, as a hatchling, it, the egg dropped, and it was it didn't it cracked a little, but it was still born. However, there was a deformity, and that deformity was Ben. Its mouth opened up like the predator. <laughs> oh. That's, that's like a dope ass. I picture other dragons being like, hey, can you like, 
Can you drop a couple eggs? Like, because I mean, that's really cool. No, but right? like in the in the dragon world, think about how vulnerable that would make you. What do you, you can open your mouth like you essentially have no bottom jaw. <laughs> no, you do, but they connect back together. <laughs> The form one, yeah, and then but they separate. I, I imagine like the, the world of dragons fighting. Imagine how vulnerable a seam in like one of the softest places of your body would make you as a dragon. Like that's absolutely a deformity. Dragon claws would just rip that to pieces. And it can't be totally dumb looking. But imagine, there's still a dragon, damn it. Ima- imagine how uh, terrifying that would be. So, Oh, uh, as a mortal, yeah. But I'm yeah. talking as far as evolution is concerned. Like yep. from dragon to dragon, like another dragon would see that and just be able to like rip its jaw clean off. Hmm. That's absolutely a deformity. Predator face, what do you got, Chris? Um, we'll do one more go around. <laughs> Uh, it lacks the ability to fly with wings, so it has to do so by magic, levitation. <laughs> so fucking weird. No, wait, wait, so, does that mean it ha- doesn't have wings? No, it does. Okay. They're just not, they, they, he lacks the, they do not have the strength required to beat and gather the courage. over very, him like a they're carpet? They're, yeah, no, they're literally, oh. they're draped wings. Oh, man. <laughs> He's... <laughs> So he flies through the air magically, like like that little duck toy you use in the bath. There's just no wings on the side, just this torpedo. Well, the way I'm the way I'm imagining ball. it is so we have this we have this purple dragon with his massive arms, his tiny legs, his draping wings, his telepathy, but only in gnomish, and his arcane breath attack. He floats through the air upright, looking almost like a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, his his, tiny, with his tiny little dang legs, chest yeah. and his huge arms, and then and then his legs by tiny, the like lacking of muscle. This is my thing, but they are very long and they have no bones. <laughs> so, so what we've made is an abomination. They're just wrinkly skin that every time it flies it wants to um kind of incorporate the movement of its fellow brethren so it does like a pump while it's flying even though it does not have to because the wings are not moving and every time the legs just look like fucking dangling a piece of spaghetti two pieces of spaghetti i really i was trying to i was really trying to build a way that this could look cool in my mind and you were just determined to take that from me at every turn aren't you that sounds super cool to me <laughs> there's only one of them and i'm gonna name him after one of my favorite characters in one of my favorite shows the vikings his name is ivar the boneless okay his legs have no bones just I like it. liquid noodles <laughs> wait what's so, its what's its breath weapon though wait, ar- arcane it's, it's literally arcane, arcane energy arcane, arcane energy it's like a for like force damage so it's it, it's basically like what uh the sith lord does like no, that no, would that be lightning. lightning. That's lightning. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. Don't you ever Star Wars again, Jesse? It's um. Don't hurt my feelings. It's <laughs> it's in the same vein as like the kind Dude, of the me. kind of energy that comes from like an Eldritch Blast or uh, an Arcane oh, Missile. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah. just pure magical expulsion. Greedo <laughs> shot first. <laughs> and uh, and like so, my my theory behind this to build on the story of this fucking demented creature. Uh, is like this was a uh, an attempt at genetically engineering a dragon for gnomish society to protect them from a dragon. That's why it only knows gnomish. So it can only ever know gnomish. It can only ever respond to gnomish commands. But gnomes are kind of dumb. Despite you know, despite how smart they are, they're also very dumb, and they they dicked it up a little bit. The wizard was drunk. <laughs> And so now they're left. It wasn't good. Now they're left with Ivar, the boneless purple magic dragon. I picture every time the breath weapon happens too, it opens its mouth like Predator, and the two bottom jaws. The the way that it happens when it separates is they kind of like disconnect for a second as they yeah. open. So they just kind of like, and they just kind of flop in the wind as like <laughs> the breath weapon comes out. God, and you then always they look at the weirdest up. details. <laughs> just. Just let him be cool. Can God the, damn. Can the breath weapon come out in a triangle shape? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Like it? That was fun, Jesse. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, that was a lot of fun. So. Oh, what else? All right. No, no, no. I'll keep no, no. I said. There's some I said so. green dragons. <laughs> I said so. I said so to try to, like, give a pause because I totally forgot for a second what Chris's character's name was. In the side quest. 
So I was just like, uh, so, uh, okay, I was about to go Tordok and then just say nothing and stare at Chris for just a second. <laughs> Tordok and Wheeler! <laughs> God damn. Good morning, guys. Fuck. You are traveling through a nice fall crisp forest. Trees about every two to five feet apart. A leafy walkway is going through the forest and you guys are walking. And you are leading your horses behind you. As they're going clippity-clop, clippity-clop, clippity-clop. Thank you. Appreciate the foliage. There we go. I did it better. Use take two. As you're going through the forest, you know that you need to find the ancient longbow of strength in order to defeat that dumbass stone giant that was in the desert. He just couldn't die. You couldn't get past him. He was really tough. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what the fuck, man? I thought the sand was going to take care of him. That didn't really, uh, it didn't work out. Yeah, no, I'm just glad that uh, we came up north. I like coming up north to Vermont during this time of year. Look at the trees. Yeah, I know, such. they're so fucking beautiful. Yeah, Look at that, nice. the orange is As red. you travel through the forests of Vermont. <laughs> yes? The pathway seems to be obscured at a dead end and trees block your path. You must tie up the horses and you start crunching through all these twisty and viney leaves and trees everywhere in a nice fall. Wind is blowing. I can just get sound effects for fuck's sake. <laughs> but it's so much fun to just crank the paperwork. <gasps> you begin to travel and all the trees start to look just a little different. And there's these massive roots that seem to spiral up these trees like candy canes, almost creating a ladder. As you look to the tops of the trees and notice these massive wooden platforms are, ex- are extended out above you, just below the canopy. You can hear the small footsteps of elven people at the top. Hey, uh, hello, people in the trees. Yeah, uh, we're, we're here. I guess. Oh, hey there, fellas. What you doing down there? Oh, dear God. All right. We require the longbow of strength for to which slay some stone asshole in the desert. Oh, I think Bo Cephas has that. He's about six platforms down. Fucking. What? Uh, nice foliage you have here. <laughs> yeah, all right. Oh, thanks there, fellas. We've been doing a lot of work around these parts lately. Oh. Uh, our, our six, six this way, guy. Yeah, you just head up the path around yeah, that. Yeah, all right, cool, thanks. You. Yep. As you continue <laughs> around through the forest, you make it to the sixth platform. Standing above you, you see six elves, all with their bows pointed down. Hey, oh. hey yo, uh, Bocephus? Yeah, they're scrawny guys with the little hand shit. Oh, yeah, no, you need a Bocephus over there, yeah, do you? What's up with all you guys' face? They're all long and narrow. You guys look weird. Yo, no, Tordak, that's... What? That's weird. Don't, don't do that. Oh, um... I like your long faces. That's better. All right. Yeah, no, we're just all related. It's a side effect. Oh, dear God. All right, can you we... You said you need both for small sleepers. What you need both sleepers for? We need the bow of power. Strength. Something. We need a magic bow. Yeah, you got one of those? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on just a second. I'll go get that for you. And he moves over to the edge of the platform and stringing down the bow, which looked like it was being used as a clothes-drying rack. He tosses it from the platform, and it lands at your feet, but it breaks. Motherfuck you! Why would you do that like that? Also, uh, the purple robe that was hanging off that can i have that that's that looks really nice don't you think that looked nice with, to with be my continued that <laughs> 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 didn't like bocephus i couldn't understand bocephus oh really was it really slurry yeah i i i wasn't paying attention what happened sorry i blacked out what <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck and and and? And Jesse, welcome to the segment where we take your questions about Dungeons Dragons from the internet and you listeners. Well, answer them OTSP style. They didn't tell me they were going to do that. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, that was pretty good. 
You that just kind of went into it. I was going to tell you to drop the beat, and you just went, damn, right into it. I thought you were, I thought, like, you forgot that you needed to tell no. me. No, <laughs> you're good. My B. But yeah, we got a couple questions. Let's, uh, let's check them out. I need cool NPC names. Okay, my players are heading into an area with a unique naming uh, convention. Yeah, that's weird. There's just, I guess, a unique name convention. All right. <laughs> Is there a contest? Do you win? Yeah, what happens? People who have name given birth, uh, like uh, Galvon, can gain titles. Uh, okay, so they have just a whole bunch of weird names, like uh, Hellforged, Slayer of Drovig, like just all these unique titles and okay, names. Okay, so it's like... Ti- Ooh. So... I guess this uh, this DM is having a naming convention in their in their game, and they're going to have to come up with these unique names or titles to go over and try to win the convention for who has the best name in the land or something. Okay. Okay. All right. So they need some cool NPC names. So what do you got, guys? Barry Halls. Like names or titles? It could be any. Yeah. Okay. It can be names with titles. Um, Barry Halls. Yeah. I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> First thing that popped into my head. God damn it. <laughs> All right, Barry Halls. Yeah, no. Yeah. You're just going to piss off everyone who figures it out slowly. <laughs> oh, what was the title you were thinking of, Chris? We're going to attach it to that. Nope. <laughs> Inquisitor? Inquisitor Barry Halls? You got it like a dope one? Um, a really cool one? I had a thought and it is just gone now, as so often occurs. <laughs> so i mean it depends like i mean there's there's the real simple ones like slayer butcher you know yeah machinist <laughs> i don't know like you can jumpy just add add a descriptor and then attach it to some dumb name and enter it in the contest no, no oh. create a verb from a word that is not a verb i remembered right. uh this is maybe a little less uh, fun and stupid, but some actual like naming uh, scheme advice. Something that uh, I've done in the past is uh, pull from foreign languages. Pretty much every language on the earth is way cooler than English, and they absolutely, definitely have a word that means something cool or nothing cool at all. <laughs> just um, potato. That's just. I forget what it was. I a uh, Russian word for potato, and that's your name. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. Um, I named, I forget what language, I named a city uh, that was a city on a mountain. Uh, whatever the language translated to, it literally translated to mountain town. I love dumb shit like that, like dumb little language play stuff like that. I I adore it. Um, let's try to, uh, I don't know, I want to think of something that like no one else is going to think of. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know if this will work, but... Okay, that's not going to work. That's cool. I tried to convert Barry Halls into uh, Albanian to see if it would come out cool, but I don't know what it is. I don't know how to say this word. Let me see. Barry Halls. There you go. Sala e Manav or Manave. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I'm, I should have just put in Harry Balls. It'd probably come out with something a little better. <laughs> Now, why would you do hairy balls? That's a that's weird, man. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I thought we were on the safe wavelength on where the hell Barry Halls came from. I've used like so when I'm coming up with uh, like a name that I want to like stick, I try to keep it to like one syllable names, mm. something that's easy to remember that has like bold letters like K's and D's and like, yeah. So I had and then I just attached a title to them. So I had a um I had a villain in one of my games or not a villain a um like a uh, a friend of the party in one of my other games and his this npc was named inquisitor veld v-e-l-d so it was very easy That's to super say easy very to, easy to yeah. remember and it sticks and the fact that it has that you know that easy to recall name it's you know one of the, i think a stronger you know contestant for something in the convention just something kind of yeah. bold like that or if you really want to take it like super far out in the left field, you roll all the way back to like AD and D, and you start naming things like Carthanax, the Render of Mountains, and Slayer of Beasts. <laughs> Those names are boring, guys. Court we are the Slayer of Monsters. Okay, by boring, that's funny. I just mean that they're uh, they. Okay, no. Okay, my bad. I used the wrong terminology. They just seemed. Uh, like more on the generic side you know what i mean like 
that's a dope ass name that you just said, Chris. But I mean, uh, like it's if you heard it, you would go, yeah, no, that sounds like a D and D name. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's kind of the point. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm trying what to think of. I don't. Like what? Like as far as the name that I picked, it was literally chosen as a reference to like a D and D name. Sean the clumsy, Toasty Ruckus, Toasty Ruckus, Toasty Ruckus. Yeah, just this proper like, you know, professional English businessman in like the early 1920s. Toasty Ruckus, except he's a gnome. I don't know. I'm on a gnome kick today, guys. I I really like that. Just coming into town with his cane, looking like a small monopoly. Toasty Ruckus. (laughs) You could do that that really weird name. So uh, one of my favorite movies is um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, Uh, dude, I love that book. And, uh, God, I don't remember the actor's name, but he's the vampire that plays in all of those fucking, what are the, what's that fucking vampire movie with that chick? The Kids Twilight. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that one with Kate, with Kate Beckinsale and that guy that is like a head vampire. Yeah. The Twilight Diaries or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. Uh, no, sure. but uh, and his name in the in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was Slarty Botfast. <laughs> it just sounds so weird. Yep. Yeah. No, just that's something awful. Like just. That doesn't sound pleasant. I don't, yeah. I don't know. God, what the fuck was that vampire? Underworld. I got it, guys. Don't there worry. You go. Thanks there we for go. the, yeah. Oh, there we yeah. go. There we go. Yeah, like Blade. you knew it the whole time. Yeah, Blade. <laughs> yeah. It's Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Lord Nigel Cornelius Copperbum. Oh, I love that one. Yep. No, that that's, great. that's very good. Oh, the party would hate that dude so much. He sounds pretentious. He yes, does. he does. <laughs> Shit, I closed the questions. Fucking Pardon way, me. Way to go, Ben. Don't worry. They're opening. You're a professional. There it is. I try. I had an idea for a feat or subclass feature. I call it Take a Dive. You voluntarily fail a saving throw in order for your next attack to be an automatic critical. Does it sound good or potentially overpowered? Okay, so I have questions about this one. Yeah. Um, first I love off, this idea first. how does that work? Like, d- like, so how do you how do you maintain that? Because like, there's no guarantee that during a fight you'll have to like there will be a saving throw to fail against. Uh, so like, do you just get to choose at one point randomly to fail a save and then you keep like a charge or whatever until like the end of your next long rest? I think what you could do is you could do it as a reaction. Okay. Yeah. And then your next attack or your next hit. Yeah. Be It would last until your next hit would be a crit. Okay. So use yeah. it as a reaction to having to roll a saving throw. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a, that's yeah. valid. Um, so the question is, is, uh, so it's only a saving throw? Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, think how bad that could be. Yeah. yeah. No, Especially absolutely. if you don't know what the saving throw is going to be. That's true. Cause like, yeah, there are a lot of like, it, I guess it really depends on your DM. Like if your DM is one of those real nice DMs that'll be like, I need you to make a saving throw against the spell. Yeah. Cloud kill. <laughs> yeah. And then there are other DMs who will just be like, everybody make a deck save. Why? Shut the fuck up and make a deck save. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is it, could it be overpowered though? Um, God, man. I guess it's really situational, right? Because it, yeah. it's probably, so, you probably only use, you can only use it once, right? Because it's used as a reaction. Yeah. Oh, so it's, uh, it's like a once per long rest or once per Well, no, round. just like once per round because it's a reaction. Round, as a reaction. So... See, I no, I actually I don't think so because I think to me at least this this strikes as like the perfect balance between risk and reward. Because like a critical is super huge, like especially like if you throw that on a barbarian, that's a super huge thing to have to be able to just trigger brutal critical at, at basically at will. That's super beneficial. But in order to do that, you have to start voluntarily uh, failing saving throws. And at a certain point, that just becomes like a huge 50-50. So where the uh, the way I look at it is where the um, like balance, imbalance would come into play is, I mean, if you get a paladin going and you, you know, uh, you have a, what, a level three spell slot? I mean, think about how many die you're rolling on that critical you know, you're just unloading a shit ton. So, um, I feel like if you're a paladin, the risk reward is, yeah, no risk that shit because you'll be able to 
like do a fucking 150 points of damage in one round well and let's be honest like as a feat this is only going to this this feat is only for martial characters like you're a wizard's not going to take this a sorcerer's not going to take this right Mm, i mean i could see it on a warlock eldritch blast build Okay. Maybe, but then that's that just amps up the risk because you have tiny little baby hit die and n- no capacity to wear real armor unless you're a hexblade. Yeah, I think this would definitely need to just to be kind of considered running the game. There would have to be a definite understanding between the DM and the player on like targeting because of the feet. Oh, yeah. Right. So that needs to be like addressed while also not giving away Actually, everything on what a saving throw is going to be cause that could be that could be a way to balance it it has to be a single target saving throw so you if you're like you're fighting a wizard you can't just constantly position yourself to be in the range of every single fireball they throw no i like that i think that's good yeah single target spell yeah it's got to be single target and those are going to have more detriments exactly like well i was thinking um to help balance it uh if you choose to fail it adds like like it's okay how about this um it's either that spell is casted at one spell level slot higher than what it was casted at not like for mechanics reasons so in other words you get one extra die basically um or you just say they get one extra die of damage against you for that that automatic fail and then on your turn then you have that automatic crit do remember though that not all single target spells are going to be damage based yeah and i think you'd have to cover the scope of it and to flavor to to mechanically build this as a feat uh feats are something that only affect the player internally you can't uh, like i don't think from a game balance perspective it makes sense to have a player chosen feat affect the mechanics of a creature even through giving them extra dice or anything. Yes. Okay, yeah, no. that makes that makes a lot so of sense. So, in, yeah. in reference to uh, casting out a higher spell slot, I can, yeah, no, I, I'm in agreement with that on that one. Yeah. Um, no, I think there's something there. I think it's, I think it's doable. It's I really cool. I love the feat. Yeah. 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 I think it's a really, really good. Cool. It's, it really, it strikes me really hard with that, like, martyr hero flavor. The, like, don't worry, guys, I got it. Everybody get down. And he takes the hit, and then he runs forward, and he's just like, bitch, what? And just fucking ends him. Mm-hmm. I think the best way to approach this feat if you're a DM and you decide to use it is don't like try to throw big nasty spells at single target spells at the paladin. Just try to add few a little more casters yeah. in your encounters and just slowly let the player make the decision. Yeah, like build enough. Uh, and player to- can make the save and just yeah. be fine against a normal caster, or he can choose to fail it. And if he fail- chooses to fail it enough times just to get those crits over the course of you know a dungeon, that's going to wear you down. Yeah. Okay. Um, I okay. I got one last thing that I'll throw out there for an idea to kind of like bring this as uh, a little bit of a detriment is, you know how if you cast shield, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, you use that spell slot, and then you have shield for the entire ri- round mm-hmm. because of that reaction. What if if you choose to do this, um, no matter where it's happening in the round of combat, you now for the rest of the combat, or like in, for the rest of that round, you automatically fail your savings throws until you. No next one would turn. ever use this. Yeah. So you also you also got I mean, unless you got, you're against you one look, caster, unless you're against you also have to look at the concept of feats. And there's no feat that I can think of off the top of my head in the player's handbook that has a detriment. It's they're all give and take, like sharpshooter, you minus ten, but you also kick their ass if you hit. Right. So like, I mean, those, I, those would well, be I mean, the only this, ones. This yeah. also has like a detriment in itself anyway exactly that's what i was gonna say is you seem like really focused on trying to like hype down a little hyper balance it and it's already pretty balanced in my opinion i think it's pretty good i mean failing willingly failing a saving throw that you don't know what it's going to do to you is scary enough yeah there are like in higher level sorry in in higher level encounters choosing to willingly fail a saving throw can just outright kill you if you don't know what's coming but if you're like, oh, yeah, I can definitely get the hit, and it's like, okay, make a con save, and you're just like, I'll willingly fail it. Oh, guess what? Power word kill, you're dead. Even the same at low levels, because you just don't have the hit points to be failing too many saving throws intentionally. Right. So. Yeah, like the I anonymity. Just, see, I'm just thinking of the time where I didn't 
crit at all and in one round i did like 102 damage um as like a level seven paladin you were a level seven paladin that also had a bunch of shit you ought not no, to have been no, having. no no i didn't get that shit until i was like <laughs> level eight i got it right after that battle actually when we fought the dragon <laughs> yeah no i mean you got to remember it it's balanced like over okay. like yeah because i mean you, you, it, that uh, would have to be the player playing a paladin yeah. Right. There has to be a paladin in the party for even that to happen. And then right. for the, all the other classes, it's still... It's just a crit. Yeah, and I mean, you still have to remember that just because you crit doesn't mean that the dice gods are in your favor. Yeah. There's, have, there's plenty of factors. Did that, you let someone touch your die? Did you let one hit the ground? Like, Because it's going to fuck you up. Uh, hey, everyone. Unorthodox question. My party has recently gained possession of a guild hall that is not furnished, so they will have to buy the whole inventory. How much would you say that it should cost? And how would you scale it? What would you also put in the guild hall? How big is the guild hall? Hmm. I don't know. Let's say the medium size, right? I mean, look. Okay. What uh, would a medium sized guild hall look like? Uh, I mean, single floor? Yeah. Uh, single floor house or the garage? Yeah. There you go. That's the size of this thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, as far as furnishing it, like, I would probably break it down the same way that a lot of other stuff is broken down. You have, like, your. Uh, like low quality, mid quality, high quality, like stupid rich quality, and just kind of factor it in as far as like what are they intending to do? Like are they fur- are they trying to repurpose the guild hall? Are they trying to make it a guild hall again? Start it up? Are they gonna need furnishings for like an entire guild of people? Oh, Man. you're what's thinking your, like, what's your fucking guild in the first place, assholes? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, something that a uh, guild that wants a vehicle lift, a bar. And a big screen TV on the wall. It's a frat house? It's a man cave. It's a man cave. Your guild is the man cave? Yeah, that's what it's called. Welcome to the man cave guild. I'm Jesse. Yep. Let me show you to our big screen TV and recliner chairs. Hold on, the hot wings will be out in a second. (laughs) All you need to do is pay 50 gold. It's a membership fee. Yeah, membership fee of 50 gold. It's not what you think. Uh, We also have women in the guild as well. The man cave describes the building, not the other thing. Oh, no, it's all one word. The man cave. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Man is not implied in the title. Exactly. No. Okay. We have a dartboard over here. That's Mine another 25 cave. gold. I feel like we've lost our way a little bit. It's Taman Cave. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, depends on the size of the building, how much you want to put into it. Charging yeah. 200 gold. Gold's a cheap shot in, in D&D. Gold's nothing. Yeah. Writing a one-shot for my birthday next weekend, I want players to go through a gauntlet of boss fight challenges themed around ridiculous enemies, such as the Power Rangers, the Kool-Aid Man, Santa Claus, etc. Give me your best wacky and I hot have boss so fight many ideas. ideas. Oh, man. I have so many. If there were bosses, I could fight. <laughs> All right. Okay, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Let's make this easy. Everybody goes around. You get one. One, like cartoon character movie anything one to put in D D that you could kick the shit out of who and why mm. that's so hard <laughs> oh no i love it though oh no i'm down to two down to two all oh, right God. brain hmm brain like the mouse no oh ah <laughs> no from the turtles Oh, Krang. Krang, Krang. Yes. Did you say brain? I did say brain. Oh, okay. Krang. It's Krang. been 30 years since I watched that cartoon. Man. <laughs> okay. Uh, mine would be... Okay, hold up. Hold okay, up. You got- why? There was a why component to this. Because that was the first thing that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I expected, just but... A, just a smart-ass, like, brain that is... He's, he's not a brain. He's just... That's his whole body, is he's just one brain. He's not a brain. Yeah, he is. He's not. No, he's definitely he's, is. He's not a brain. You're remembering it wrong. I... I know I'm not. I don't think you know what you're talking about. I definitely know what I'm talking no, about. it's a brain, I, though. I love the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, same here. It's a oh, brain. Oh, yeah, brain. A crane? Yeah, crane. Yeah, <laughs> crane. Crane the brain. He's not a brain. He's a brain. He's, he's a belly brain. brain. He's not Mine would be fucking Dr. Robotnik. God, I fucking hate <laughs> Dr. Robotnik. So, uh, I didn't... I don't remember too many times when I was playing on the old Sega Genesis, but I do remember my times when I was playing Sonic, and I could never beat that motherfucker. I was so bad at Sonic. <laughs> I never made it past the water level, which is the water stage, which is like the second fucking stage you get to. Yeah. 
And Dr. Robotnik was just with his smug, red, fucking, fat, bloated body that matches the same spherical curvature of his robotic lower body. And his dumbass mustache that looks like two of the fucking potato fries you find in the, you know, chip bag. Those little chip fries. <laughs> fuck those things. <laughs> God, I hate Dr. Robotnik so much. Let, let me ask you a question about that. Because that storyline has always, like, kind of, like, made me laugh. Because he sounds like such an idiot evil genius he for is. one reason only. I have no idea about the storyline. Why, why was Sonic trying to stop him? Oh, I have the answer. Yeah. Uh, so... No, I know the answer. You don't have to go. I'm just like well, no, a quick, like quick answer. Oh, uh, because he was using all of the animals in Sonic's homeworld. Right. Yeah. Which he did not need to do because his goal in all of this wasn't had nothing to do with little animals. <laughs> it was to get those gems. Uh, the Chaos Emeralds actually didn't show up until Sonic 2. His initial plan in Sonic 1 was uh, to uh, make Robotnik World. He's a megalomaniac. I have no idea. But I mean, all I know is his fat ass floats around above you, drops bombs on your ass, and you die. That's all I know, Doctor Robotnik. And then I'd he kill him. he chose to like do the thing that made this like magical superhero want to kill him. Don't do that thing with the animals, and dude, you can be the most powerful dude in the world. And Sonic would just be like, "Oh yeah, but I mean, I got my force, so it's cool." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Who would you kill, Chris? Okay. So I have a I have a couple. I had to I had to narrow this down internally. For me, I think it's less about who I'd want to kill and just more who I'd enjoy fighting the most. And it's honestly like either one, either like Voltron or the Megazord, just giant robot. Oh, nice. I want a giant robot fight. <laughs> God, I love that first Power Rangers movie. I'm with fucking Ivan Ooze. Yeah. That one. Dude, yeah. I love oh. that. That movie, so that movie does not age well. No, you not at all. watch it again. Everyone listening, it watch it again. Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was after my time. Uh, Probably. A couple years. Only, only a couple. It was like mid to late 90s-ish. Okay, then it was by You were a just couple. getting in the girls, and we were watching Power Rangers. Yeah. I was, uh, I think I stopped watching Power Rangers when I was about eight. So, I mean, yeah. That was before my time. All right, well, All right, if you've right, made it. After my time. <laughs> Hold up, I need to I need to find the answer to, to when this movie came out. It's or important claw. to me. I think I would do Claw from Inspector Gadget. The Claw. Yeah, because because that dude was so incompetent <laughs> that he couldn't get this bumbling idiot. 1995. To, Damn. He couldn't like, get by seven. this bumbling ass idiot. <laughs> I you mean, were 45. I would just do that. I was 1995. Did so, thank you for listening. Jesse doesn't want to age himself. <laughs> nah, I think I've said it. I don't give a shit. I'm 35. All right, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. You can find us over at, on Twitter at OTSBlock. Uh, Facebook at Outside the Stat Block. Uh, if you have any questions you want us to answer or, you know, stories you want us to tell, uh, shoot us an email at um, OutsideTheStatBlock at gmail.com. Or join our Discord. Yeah, jump we on have our a Discord. Discord. At OTSB. Baller. Great I'm edition. Ben. <laughs> have a great night. I'm Chris. And I'm Jesse. Now go play pretend with your friends. Subscribe! <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.